Flop Sweat Podcast. Welcome back to Flop Sweat. It's Devin Gatto. And Keegan Manning. This is our fourth episode. We're so excited to be back. Um, episode four. Yeah, yeah. We're in the studio today. Dude, like, it's been great. It's been a great day. Yeah. What'd you do this morning? I got a haircut. Beautiful. Looks great. Who tamed your locks? I don't know her name. Who's the great tamer? Dude, stop showing off. Oh my God. And look at Kim. Kim's flashing some signs on your shirt. I was going to get, oh yeah. For our audio only listeners, I'm wearing a shirt of uh, uh, Donald Trump kissing a baby. <laughs> He's wearing the shirt of the greatest fucking president ever, <laughs> Kim Jong-un. KJU. And he's pissing on Kim Il-un's grave, mm. his father. Or is that his grandfather? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck the uns. <laughs> well, we're feeling good. Mr. Un? Uh, is that his last name? Yeah. Kim yeah. 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 Family name. That'd be funny. Mr. Un. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah. Fourth episode. We're feeling great about it. We're feeling pumped up. Yeah. We wanted to start with a quote of the week. Do you have yeah. any quote that really sticks with you? Yeah. Um, you had me at pumpkin spice. My mom just got that. That's she, what she said. <laughs> no, she has this like little, it's a little picture frame and it says, and it, it's, it's not even a picture frame. It's like a little thing. Hmm. And it says, uh, you had me at pumpkin spice. And I was like, oh, that's so cheesy mom. Why did you buy that? She's like, it was five bucks. She's like, I had to. Yeah. And I was like, but you're complaining about like spending money. That's a great quote. I know it is. My quote is yeah. work hard, fuck hard by Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi. Gandhi said that. What if he did? He did. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was on Clickhole. It's true. One of his protests. <laughs> yeah. When he was doing the one of the strikes. They asked him. They're like Mahatma. Tell Mahatma. us your secrets. <laughs> Mahatma. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> what do you think about this day and age? What do you? What gets you through your day? Work hard. Fuck hard. Oh my God. Write that down. Dude, he must have been a beast in the bed. Does Gandhi have kids? He's got a fucking schlong. A bull knuckle. Oh, yeah. He's got a hog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bull moose. Yeah. Hung like a... <laughs> hung like a hot rhino. Hung like a rhino. <laughs> Man. Uh, Gandhi, we're going to get you on the podcast, buddy. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We want to hear this in his own words. Is he dead? Yeah. We'll dig him up. Who killed him? Say it, Gandhi! <laughs> Just... Did he die of natural causes? I think so. I want to say yes. I would hate to hear if he got assassinated or killed or something. If he got his ass whooped. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I'd hate to hear if he got his ass whooped. It would make me sad if Gandhi got beat up. <laughs> Imagine Gandhi in a bar. <laughs> a huge bar Fucking fight. Fucking get him! He wants peace! <laughs> What'd you say, motherfucker? <laughs> Some drunk trucker at a bar like, in hey, no, Minnesota. Hey, no, guys, you don't have to fight. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Get his fucking glasses off. Kick his ass. Why aren't you wearing jeans? <laughs> this is fucking Indiana. <laughs> Gandhi in jeans. Gandhi's like the, the new face of Levi. Yeah. <laughs> Doing commercials with Brett Favre. <laughs> They're jeans. I like them. <laughs> Work hard, fuck hard. <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> Wranglers. Uh, I wanted to tell a story. Uh... You told a life-changing story in our first podcast of Time yeah, You Stole a yeah, Car. Yeah. Um, it was pretty, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, It was like the last temptation of Christ. <laughs> it should be in the Bible. <laughs> Connor and blah, blah, blah. It's the new book of the Bible. 
Texas. No, I uh I had a life changing experience. Um, I went to an acting workshop, uh, called Beginnings Workshop, run by a guy named uh, Peter Scalar. Yeah, Peter Scalar. Um, shout out Pete. Shout no, out Scalar. No, no, not we'll a take it back, out. Pete. We're not shouting you out. Sorry, buddy. So I went to this acting workshop. Let me preface it by saying, this dude is a fucking Scientologist. Yeah. He, I remember him coming to Glen Allen and like yeah. trying to recruit students. So he would came out like Stephen Hawking. In his he wheelchair. would go to different high schools on the East Coast, um, and I believe in Canada as well because there were Canadian students at the workshop. And he basically, like, if 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 you're gonna recruit young actors for a workshop, <clears throat> there's a certain way to do it. Whether you audition them right. to see their talent, you have to whether you have them do a scene or a monologue, whatever. This guy comes to our workshop. We hear all this interesting amazing, stuff. Amazing things. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, we're so excited. Right. So parents are in the room with kids that um, want to go to this workshop. And, you know, we are sitting in the room and, you know, we, we have to audition right. for this workshop right there in the moment in the classroom while he's uh, visiting us. And he comes in very smug, like very arrogant, yes. like just the way he yes. handles himself. And he's um, talking about his diet. And I was like, fuck yeah. you. And that will be yeah, yeah. a large player in the workshop. Oh, later. I heard about it. Yeah. But he uh he he's sitting at this table and, oh, and excuse is, me, I'm gassy. is talking to us about uh about his workshop and then so the way that he auditioned us for this workshop was he didn't get us to do a monologue, but he was just talking about truth and was getting very introspective. <laughs> I am the truth. So he Right. Basically, would have he had all the parents leave the room, which was red flag number one. Um, you can and go. basically, what yeah, all the parents were like, "Oh, okay, get their purse and they leave." Are you okay, sweetie? No, I'm just gonna be out in the hall. And yeah, and parents are like looking through the window. So his audition was, we come up to the table and he interviews us about our personal life. Mm-hmm. He asks very, very personal questions very like, quirky. "How is your relationship with your father?" Um, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like, what are your biggest fears? Like, just it, it seemed very, very unnecessary. It keeps you up at night. Yeah, and basically, he said the only way that you would, uh, be, you know, allowed to come to this workshop, he would tell is he could tell if you were telling the truth or not. Oh yes, I remember that. So yes. he's like, he, he's like, I got an eye for the truth. Yeah, th- there was there was a girl, um. Uh, who uh was in our department and was uh interviewing right. for the workshop, and he was saying like, you know, how's your relationship with your father? And she has a very rocky relationship with her father. Like her dad was um addicted to drugs, I believe, and right. her somebody else in her family had anyway, yeah, had cancer. To, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I won't r- reveal like their name, but he oh. basically made her reveal all this personal stuff in front of like other classmates. Right. And um <clears throat> that was super sketchy. And that's exactly what yeah. Scientologists do to let you into the search the Church of Scientology right. is they audit you. Right. And an audit is if anybody's ever seen the movie The Master with Joaquin Phoenix so good. directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Incredible movie. Yeah. It's based on like the origins of Scientology. Right. And there's an incredible scene where um uh, 
what's the actor's name? Uh, oh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was interviewing Rip. Joaquin Phoenix and was saying, like, you know, asking him all these personal questions, and he couldn't blink during the whole interview. Right, it was right. his audit. Yeah. And basically what the point of this is is the Church of Scientology is supposed to dig up all this personal information, a lot of, like, dark trauma to use against you right. if you ever try to leave the, the Church of Scientology. Um, and so, you know, we, we interview, whatever, and then people get in to the workshop and we're like, oh my God, like, that was it? Like, holy right. shit, we're in. Right. And then, but I bet at the time, like, revealing all those truths, I bet it felt so like, oh my God, this is acting. Like, yeah. This is, we're doing it. Like, yeah. this is the method. We're you looking know? for the answer right, for why right, it works. Right. And he was a great bullshitter. Of Scientologists. Course. Yeah, yeah. They're, He's they, going to make you feel things. Yeah. And, you know, he had credentials. <laughs> They credential. He had credentials like he worked at Harvard. He had uh, once managed, I believe, Sarah Jessica Parker and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, like, that's right. He was talking about yes, yeah, early in on their that. career. Yes. But he, but it was like before they were stars. So yeah. he didn't like right. He, he didn't, didn't make them stars. He didn't book Legally Blonde for Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> right. Like he just worked with her early on. Yeah, in her career. yeah. So, but we we're like, but those were like his two biggest right, credits. Right. Um, having those names. I want to interview them and see if they remember. Like, I wonder. Yeah. It'd be very, very interesting. Yeah, that would. So flash forward to the workshop. We go, it's in New York. They 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 market it like it's a New, New York, York City New York? workshop. New York, New York. The New York. Yeah, the large apple. Okay. And just wanted to get that for a friend. Yeah. He but the whole workshop was at uh, a university um in New Jersey called Ryder University, I believe. <laughs> um, which is right next to Princeton. So it wasn't oh, wow. in New York. The, the whole payoff okay, of the so workshop. In New York. The, the, so the, that was a lie. Yeah. So much of his camp was, this whole thing was a fucking scam. Did you even go to New York when you were there? Did you? Yeah. So <laughs> the, the big payoff was that at the end of the week, you know, there's a bunch of different um, teachers and actors that have been working in the industry and could, uh, you know, help us craft our monologue for the end of the week where we go to an off-Broadway theater. Right. And perform our monologue for what we thought was casting directors and talent agents. Right. So um, that's like what we were looking forward to the entire yeah, week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eight kids or however many people went to our school, got to go to the workshop. We It's like $1,000 each. Um, it was... That's the only reason why I didn't do it. Yeah. It's yeah. incredibly expensive. expensive. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't. But to... Before you had to go, he sent um, a, a pamphlet of like all the requirements and um, like rules that we had to follow. But we signed away, signed away on Our rights. We we had to sign. Oh yeah, then you had to give your phone away. Like yeah, yeah, all this crazy so, shit. Scientologists are very against uh, modern medicine, right? And they well, believe they don't want you knowing the the truth. Yeah, the yeah. news. Yeah, um, you're exposed. Yeah, and so. Uh, like there was you you couldn't bring any medicine you, you like <laughs> i have add so i'm prescribed vivance you, you couldn't you, take that there you couldn't bring medicine unless you had a doctor's note from your doctor that says if you don't take this medicine you will die right so you couldn't take vivance so i well i'll get to that in a second oh, okay um but girls couldn't bring birth control it got wow. even to the point where Jesus. you couldn't even have contact lenses 
What the fuck? He wanted, but and what does that have to do anything with acting though? Exactly. What is so much of it? Yeah. So much of it was so strict on the dumbest shit. Where I'm like, this isn't gonna make me a better actor. It's one thing to. Oh, you need glasses? Just snaps. Yeah. Some girl. <laughs> exactly. People were like, but um, <laughs> no. Well, people had to bring their glasses because they couldn't bring their contact lenses. Right. So right. people were, you know, no makeup, uh, like no meds, just no birth control. Like also not healthy at all for girls to just stop taking birth control yeah. for a full week. Yeah. Like that'll when they're on it. Like exactly, it'll fuck up your your body. Your system. Your system. Um, but we had to sign away on a document that says we agree to everything in this 200-page pamphlet. <sighs> but we signed... We had so to did si- you even read it? No. I mean, we got to... Yeah, we had to read it, but it the, was... All 200 pages? We signed away that we agreed to everything in the pamphlet before we got the pamphlet. So that's already a fucking scam. Right, right. So, yeah, and then we get the pamphlet and we're like, okay, this is... Were you... At what point were you like, all right, this is... This before is- I went to the workshop. Okay. Like before you even went to New Jersey before you got yeah, there? Yeah, my parents were like, "Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, We want you to go and get good acting training. My, my girlfriend at the time too was like, I don't want you to go to this. Right. And, um, but I, I, I still had to go because I Could was like- Could you get a refund? No? No. Oh, wow. I, I stayed the full week, but- Right. Um, and it was a, oh my God. It was a week long, but it was no phones, which I didn't- really have a problem with like i like kind of being unplugged yeah that's fine that's fine um especially for acting i feel like yeah yeah and i'm like you know i'll be, I'll, your, yeah. I'll be distractions free for a week that's fine right um but i also I, but I like we couldn't even have our phones to like call our parents and like keep in touch with them with how it's going and so anyways we get to the workshop how many kids i want to say i want to say like 75 to 100 kids eight he like, scammed that many people. eight eight to eight from our school right um we get there you know we have to give them our bags and then we go to our like our first like tour of the place and while we're touring they tell us that they go through our bags thoroughly thoroughly searching our bags for medicine anything that we're trying to like sneak in what the fuck um i would like cram Right, <laughs> like an eighth of weed up my butt. <laughs> yeah, just be like, "Fuck you." I mean, they can't search your body, so right, that's right. essentially what I did. So this is why my mom is a fucking badass. I love my mom for this. She and I discussed a lot about like, do I get a doctor's? Like, do I beg my doctor to write a note that says yeah. you'll die if you don't have Vyvanse? Right. Because if I'm not on my Vyvanse, I'm gonna be super unfocused. Right. I have ADD. I, I'm and I want to be. You know lasered in focused if i'm if i'm you yeah. know getting good education just for a thousand dollars exactly um and i was like mom like i i mean i could go a week without it but like i, I don't want to um so what she I, did I, I need the pills she like took a day off of work to just brainstorm different ways of smuggling seven <laughs> like pills for me tape like a I, I came home i'm like oh hey mom like what are you doing and she's like She's like, uh, she's like, not out. So I've got a few ideas. She had like a, um, she had a thing of <laughs> dental floss. She's got an AK just laying on the table. She's like, you can bring dental floss, right? And she goes, look, it's just dental floss. And she opened it and she squeezed the sides and thing popped out. Wow. And under it was, um, was uh, seven of my Vyvanse pills. And she put a thing of like foam in there. She's like, I put foam in there so it won't rattle. 
I'm like, who are you, Pablo Escobar? What? Yeah, the holy hell? shit, Mary. She had a thing, a, a stick of deodorant. She's like, you can bring deodorant, and she opened it, and then like, <laughs> and then like screwed it up, like screwed it off. The, the stick you can of bring deodorant. deodorant on a plane, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so she she Just screwed C4. it, and it and it came off, and then there were seven little pills in there. Um, and then the option that we ended up going with was, I was like, you know, worst case scenario, they check my bag. Right. And for, I don't know, whatever reason, they find my dental floss or something and, and find it and then take my meds away and, or like send me home. So the option we went with was they're never going to check my underwear. Like that's the most personal place. Right. Is Ew. your pee pee. So pee hole. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put it in my pee pee, but I had to wear two pairs of underwear at all times. Right. And, so you just had your pills, so I'd like just heating up in your fucking crotch. Well, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know those those like tiny little string bags with two strings on the side where you yeah, pull it, yeah, and, it yes. and it squeezes little and pouch. Yeah. Yes, drawstring she, pouch. She sewed yeah. that into the little dick flap of wow. a pair of underwear, and in there had seven little pills. <laughs> and so she was like, That's so funny. She's like, when you like, you know. Every day, change your underwear or whatever. You put on a new clean pair of underwear, and then over top of that pair, put on this pair, and inside that will have your medication. And when you go to the bathroom in the morning, like you just take your meds. Fuck, I got piss on my So desk. that's literally what we did. And we still have the pair of underwear where it's like sewn into the... That's hilarious. But I was like, Mom, you're a fucking genius for that. <laughs> There's a flare gun in your underwear, Keegan. If you need anything, <laughs> You shoot that it. flare gun, and I will send a unit to you. <laughs> We got five squadrons waiting at the beckon. But the worst part of the workshop was the diet that they forced on us. So it was yeah, like I an about that. all vegan diet. Ew, and to put into perspective <laughs> how horrible it was, it, no, it was nothing ill against vegans. Sorry, I shouldn't have said. No, that. yeah, vegans, I like vegan. Love you, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, I was vegan for like three months, but it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, but yeah. It, it can change people's it, life. No, no. My aunt, she had cancer, cured her cancer. Yeah, going vegan. and veganism is a great thing. But to force veganism on right on a group of people for a week, yeah, who are aspiring actors, and yeah. to tell them that this is you this have to have this right, diet if you want right. to succeed is bullshit. Right. It's complete bullshit. And so look at uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, is he vegan? No, I was just saying. Look at his diet. Yeah. Yeah. Weed and crackers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Cheese it's who knows. But to put into perspective how horrible the food was, we got cornbread. Cornbread. I mean, it's uh, it depends. Cornbread was like ice cream to us. <laughs> and I like I don't know. So, but like you your rations. You weren't allowed to leave the table until you finished your meal. And they literally you had like a supervisor uh, per crew what the fuck and they would stand there over you and literally like there are kids that they don't eat the shit they're you missed a spot like they're used to a, a a different diet so people are throwing up eat it yeah forcing it down our yeah. throat people are are, are are throwing up the first like the first morning <laughs> In the mess hall yeah <clears throat> um also at the end of each meal they would uh bring out a tray of vitamins for everyone to take and it was a big like grainy brown unlabeled pill that they told us oh, was God. was vitamins and everybody like it, it blew my mind how people were like oh okay yeah what if and it, just yeah. and just took these vitamins this this reminds me of like snow piercer have you seen that no oh my god you need to watch that i will it's so good 
Like just feet like in Snowpiercer they have these things called protein bricks and it looks like just jello, but it's like cut in a br- it's like these black bricks and they're gross looking. But like that's what the poor people in the back of the train uh, eat. And I'm like But I was like I'm, I'm not gonna told, yeah. I'm not gonna take the fucking pill. So I would like like fake it and then I would slip it in my shoe mm-hmm. and then when we would walk out, I would take it out of my shoe and, and throw it in the bush. Right. And I got a bunch of other kids to start doing that too. I'm like, I'm not gonna just take an unlabeled pill that they tell me is Right. Show is me the fucking thing. bottle. Exactly. Um That's so scary. So kids are eating like these You done with your portions, boy. People are throwing up because they're not on their medicine. <laughs> they're being forced this crazy diet uh, and they can't What was dinner? Typically. I mean, dinner was like salad? Well, there was, yeah, there was a salad that you had to eat before each meal. And you wouldn't get your meal until you finish your salad. But I would sit in the corner because there was like a cafeteria. your salad. And there was like a booth that we would sit in. And it was like right by a, a, it was right by a window. And on the window was an AC unit. And there was like a gap in between the AC Uh. unit and and the window. So I would take like my tomato or whatever shit they would make. And I would just stick it in between the gap of the window and the AC unit. Eat your fucking tomatoes. And by the end of the week, there were probably like 25 tomatoes stuck up in there. Just whole tomatoes. Yeah. Not even cut up. But it was fucking rough. like cherry tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah. And I was hungry. I was really, really hungry. Yeah, you're so picky. Yeah, and I'm so picky. You only eat like cheese and bread. But I mean, there there were teachers there that were like, I mean, uh, this great actor's name is Joseph Melendez. He played a villain on Ozark in season one. He's a great guy. Wow. And he was one of the teachers there. He's, He's one of the most... Uh, loved teachers there because he taught like film acting mm-hmm. and um what did he think of, did he, did you guys like ask him yeah i mean girls went to to class crying because right. of how horrible the conditions were there right and peter sklar didn't do jack shit about how people felt because uh, he's like he's like well you got to adjust if you want to if you want to succeed and, sure. and lead a healthy lifestyle fuck you and you know joseph melendez would like really listen to these people and be like he goes, listen, he's like, I'll eat McDonald's like three, four times a month. He goes, and I just like, I just booked Ozark He goes, he's full of shit. This guy, right. Like, this is, this is not the way. Right. Um, and I booked Ozark, but, uh, <laughs> and I'm in the Irishman, but the people there were great. And I met a lot of great people at the, at the workshop and there were really talented actors there. Um, and <laughs> Uh, one of the most traumatizing moments, I'll never forget it, is uh, there was another girl who uh, I said previously um, when she was audited, right. um, revealed that, you know, her, dr- right. her her dad had, you know, drug addiction. Yes, yes. And um, I think her aunt had uh, cancer. You know, yeah, okay. Um, I won't reveal who it is. But, I know, but. Yeah. Just. But it's it's, it's <clears throat> sad because that's really, really personal shit that. Right. Doesn't have anything to do with Because that was in a classroom. This is on YouTube. Yeah. I know, but... But, anyway. um... Well, it, it's, it's really important because people need to know how fucking horrible this right, guy is. Right, So, she... And he's still kicking. She, he's still running the workshop. He, uh, uh... Um... You know, so he knows all this shit now. He probably has notes on every student. Jesus. And, um, like the Church of Scientology. He just blacklists you. And literally, yeah. he, um, so she, you know, wasn't on her birth control or whatever medication she was taking, was throwing up like multiple times a day because of the diet mm. and like couldn't take it anymore. And yeah. she There's asked, no fiber. Yeah. 
she asked one of the supervisors, like, can I go speak to Peter Sklar? Because like, I, I want to leave. Right. And so he's like, you have to sit down with Peter and he has to be like, he, he like crosses his legs <laughs> and he like just looks at you super condescendingly. And he's like, uh, so, you know, tell me, tell me why you want to leave. And she explained and she was like very emotional. She's in tears. And, and, um, he basically told this girl to her face, uh, if you leave right now and, and continue living the life that you're living and, and eating the food that, that you're eating. And he goes, you'll end up like a drug addict, like your father, or, or you'll be a failed actress and, and get cancer like your aunt. Oh my Said that to a, a young developing girl's face. I want to beat this guy up. And this guy's workshop is supposed to be about motivating right, actors. Right. And so I hear about that shit and I was oh. like, I, I, I was, I was furious. Right. How could you not? Be? And so I was like, fuck it. Like, uh, like if, if this girl's going, like I, I want to leave too. And, um, and so Big I, strike. I, I had to go talk to him. I was like, it's not, I, it's not worth it to, to, to stay here. And so I, um, what did he say to you? So I, I, I went and I you sat ske- down. You had a scheduled meeting with him. Yeah. Okay. And what, I was, are I'm, you in a big office? No, it's like in the middle of a, of like the cafeteria. Oh, and so everyone can hear this. Everyone's seeing it. I mean, whoever is around walking right. around. Right. Oh, okay. But okay. nobody's standing around listening. Right, right. I didn't know if this was taking place during lunch. But it was not a private thing at all. Right, right. And so I uh, sat down with him and he was just like, like he's like no empathy for kids that are not having a good time or, or that want to leave. Yeah. Uh, even though he already has their money. Right. Um. And was like, uh, he's like, so tell me why you want to leave. And I was like, uh, I hate the way you run things here. I think the way you treat people is horrible. And this is not at all the way, this is not at all like a, a, a way for young actors to, you know, hone their craft. It's, right. it's, not a, a, it's not a good way to force children, you know, on, on these certain ways. So right. he was like, uh, he's like, all right. So, uh, he's like, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's call mommy and daddy and, and, uh, and tell them you want to leave. And so I had to, mommy and daddy. Yeah. That's how he so talked to me. Hey, so you want to call mommy and daddy? Yeah. Fuck off. I had to sit there and, Fuck uh, off. be on a phone call with him, listening to him talk to my parents. And, and so he's staring he at me. He goes, he goes, Hey, uh, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Manning. He's like, I'm sitting here with Keegan. He's, he's, uh, he's telling me he, um, he, he wants to go home and, uh, oh, oh, I forgot to add while the phone was ringing, he was just like sitting there. And then, uh, he was like, and you said you, uh, uh, he's like, you want to, he's like, what do you want to do uh, when, when you're older? And I was like, like, I want to be an actor. So like more than anything, I want to be an actor. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, like laughed in my face. You should have reached in your crotch and taken out of yeah. <laughs> a vibrant. No, um, you get that? but I've never had a man laugh in my face. <laughs> like a bitch. Uh, uh, uh. Like when, a villain. When I, when I, yeah, literally a villain. When I said I want to be an actor. Right. So he's on the phone with my parents and he's like, he's like, yeah, Keegan's here. Uh, he's telling me uh, he's- Your he, little actor is sitting with me. That's his tone. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, he's telling me he wants to give up on this acting thing. He wants uh, mommy and daddy to come pick him up and, and take him home. And I'm literally just like sitting there just like giving him a death stare. How could you not? I would literally hit this guy. <sighs> And so, I mean, that's I just him the, up with my phone number. Yeah, that's the shit I had to deal with. And then the biggest scam of all, and this is pretty much the end of the story, but the workshop that we had all been working for, first of all, my parents couldn't come and pick me up because they weren't going to drive all the way up to New York. Right. They're like, Keegan, like, just finish out the week. Like, I know it's rough. And I was like, so pissed at them that they weren't going to come and get me. 
Um, and the, the girl that first complained, she couldn't be picked up either. So she had to just power through the rest of the week. Ugh. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so much job. And um, um, he's like, yeah, so uh, mommy and daddy aren't going to pick you up. You're going to stay the rest of the week. Also, put me on the fucking phone with my parents. I'll, yeah, exactly. Let, Let me, me talk to them. Yeah. So in, during um, a class, you're not allowed to leave the class, um, even if you have to go to the bathroom. And but there was one teacher that was really lenient. He was like kind of old, so he didn't really get it. And I like begged him to to go to the restroom. And so, um, yeah, but here's can... the thing: I didn't have to pee or poop. So you little devil, I and we're still on like a college campus, little Ryder University, rouser. and there's other college students running around. Oh, that's so cool! And so, um, I run out of the room when he like lets me go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I like find a stranger, like I'm like like somebody that was like kidnapped right, and I, I right. like, i'm free i'm free and i like begged a stranger to use his phone and i had to call my parents and this guy was like look at me like what the fuck is going on and I, and I was like crying like on the phone with my parents my parents were like hello i was like mom like it's it's keegan like i, I had to use some stranger's phone like it, it's horrible here and i basically like quickly explained everything and right and they still told me like you have to stay so what? But like that's the extent I had to go to to just get in yeah, contact with exactly. my parents. Um that's so dangerous. So dangerous. How can you do that to a kid? Exactly. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But the big uh showcase, our big monologue showcase, they kept us in a room mm-hmm. um where we couldn't see any of the agents or like What what would happen if like you just were like, hey, like if you spoke out against Peter in front of everybody or was just like mocking him in front of his face. Like while I was there? Yeah. Well, what do you think would have happened? I probably would have gotten in serious trouble. Like how? Like he would have just kicked you out? I mean, he could. Yeah, I guess. He, that's all I can do, right? He can't like physically. Yeah. If he did, I mean, that's abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would probably have a supervisor drive me to a train station and make me pay for like a ticket to go home. Good. I would have done that. Fuck it. That's that. what I wish I could have done, but yeah. I didn't have money or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I will. Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather have been on the streets of New York City than yeah. in there. In a, yeah. But the final workshop, we aren't able to see anybody in the audience, any, you know, casting agents, any <laughs> of the bullshit. cardboard cutouts of celebrities. He could have asked random people from the street, like, hey, just come in and, and, yeah. and fill the seats. Hey, you need a dollar? And we're on stage thinking we're performing for people that like possibly want yeah, to sign us. Exactly. Nobody got any fucking wow. recognition or any attention from anybody. Um, and mm. the Canadians that were there, they had to pay extra money. They paid fifteen hundred dollars to go because they because five hundred of that was like for the flight to New York. Jesus. And the thing was, um, the the final showcase was at like eight p.m. or something, and they had a flight to catch. All the Canadians did at seven. So they didn't even get to perform for anybody. Wow. So they pay more than everybody and they had to, so they just performed their monologues just for like people in the workshop. And I was like, like, wait, they have to leave? Like what? Like what's the point of the workshop for them? Right. Um, Cause it's fit. Yeah. Obviously it's fit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's, that's essentially it. But, and I damn. felt like I did good with my, with my monologue and, it taught me a lot being there. It was like yeah. the best worst week of my life. Right. But dude, I, I like I almost wish that I was famous so I could have a platform to just rip Peter Sklar apart. 
Yeah. Everybody we go do now. to Beginnings Workshop in Google and leave horrible fucking reviews. Because this so guy's call, a, call the police on Peter. He's a fucking devil. He's a Scientologist. Yeah. That's why really. I don't fuck with anybody in Scientology. That's why I fucking hate Tom Cruise. Fuck Tom Cruise. Fuck John Travolta. Fuck John Travolta. But yeah. dude, if you look into the Church of Scientology, the, the things that they believe and their methods, it totally makes sense yes. with, with the way yeah. he was running his right, workshop. Right, right. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I'm, glad, I'm so glad I didn't go. I'm glad you didn't go too. I wanted to go so bad. Yeah. When we were like, he's so convinced. I mean, that's the thing. Power of persuasion. All of the people from my school that were there, there's only like two of us, me and the other girl that asked to leave. Right. Everybody else got like uh, emails from him about other like workshops and like classes you could attend. Me and the other girl never got sent anything else. Good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We got blacklisted. Good. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Fuck him. Dude, Jesus. It scares the shit out of me, Scientologists. They're yeah. fucking scary. If you go on Hulu and watch... Because how the, do you get out of that? Like, at can't. least with you, it, it was a week. But if you go... Like, Tom Cruise, what if he really wants to leave Scientology? He would never. He has everything he could ever want. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Do not go watch the new Top Gun movie. Don't support anything Tom Cruise has ever done. Is that his movie, Top Gun? Yeah. Yeah. He's a terrible fucking actor, too. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Ugh. He always put... I've never been like, wow, he, that role was... That was huge for Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Tom killed that. I'm like, wow, he's so versatile. No. No, he's not. He's just... He's played the same character. And people, he's been in like seven Mission Impossible movies. He's a piece of shit, but I will say it's impressive his how he stunts, does his own stunts. Yes. But he's a stunt actor. He's like Keanu Reeves. Right. You, you're, I mean, Keanu Reeves... At least is, Keanu Reeves... I mean, his stunts Keanu Reeves is a good ass. person. Yeah. Yeah. He's an incredible... Like John Wick. Tom Cruise can never do that. Yeah. At least not as well as Keanu Reeves. No. Keanu Reeves, I mean, he's like, he knows martial arts. Yeah. I think... I would love to see that fight. Tom I think Cruise Keanu Reeves is a Keanu. shit actor. I know Lucas loves... Lucas loves John Wick movies. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> the third movie is so... It, remember when we went and saw that? We were high as shit. Yeah. And we saw John Wick 3. And we, we were, were like, whoa. We were like... <laughs> We were just dying laughing, and everyone else in the theater was like, oh my god. They're like, <gasps> and we were just like literally bursting out laughing at yeah. some of these scenes. Oh, they're so funny. Jesus. It's just so cut and dry, like the acting. Who um, would you say are your top three favorite actors and top three least favorite actors working today? Um, so your top three favorite first. Uh, okay. Top three favorite? Yeah. Uh, I. Adore Bill Murray. I love him. Uh, I just think he knows how to do comedy so well. And I, and, and I think like that translates perfectly into all of his dramatic roles. He's a legend. He's, He's done so, so much. He's so good. But I love him in all the Sofia Coppola movies, like mm-hmm. Lost in Translation. Um, he's great in every single um, Wes Anderson film. Yeah. I mean, he, he's amazing. Um, I love Lupita Nyong'o. I yeah. think she, us, oh my God, 12 Years a Slave. Like, Is she your favorite actress? I, I think so. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah. yeah. Definitely her. She should have been nominated for us. Yeah. yeah. How? How? Her, like, and that's the thing. The Academy doesn't take horror films. There I mean, should be a horror category. Yeah. Like, how did 4V Ferrari get nominated over The Lighthouse? Yeah. How? I, I think The Lighthouse is- Hereditary that, got no nominations. Right. Midsummer got no nominations. Right. How? They're like 
genre bending music yes. like movies yeah it's crazy um bill murray i would say lupita i would also say um i'm trying to think of like a recent film i watched that i was like um i love casey affleck um <laughs> affleck 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 which actually brings us to our first sponsor of the day Aff- no. affleck <laughs> um He's great in Manchester by the Sea. Terrific. Uh, I, I love him. I, I just think he's so real. Very, very, yeah. very. He brings this realism to it, and it's yeah. not overdone. And it's, I love the, his pacing. I love the way he delivers his lines. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a beautiful actor. I think yeah. he's, he's, he's so subtle on, on screen as well. Yeah. I don't think he ever overshadows anyone, especially Manchester. Like, I think he just balanced so perfectly with Michelle Williams, and I thought he, the chemistry between him and Lucas Hedges was perfect. Watching those scenes in Manchester by the Sea is, they're acting, I've I've never, that was the first movie, I think, where I just fell in love with that style of acting of how real it is. The scene where he comes into into the room and Casey Affleck is, like, laying on the bed and he asks if his girlfriend can sleep over, Mm -hmm. it was like watching real life yeah yeah literally um who are your top three least favorite actors oh you better say tom cruise (laughs) i don't know i I, i've never really thought about least favorite actors um i'm trying to think because i feel like most of the films i watch it it, it's good acting Mm -hmm. you know um Some of the shows my mom watches are so bad. Um, I think, yeah, Tom. I don't. I, I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. I'm not a big Keanu Reeves fan. Um, I don't know. I don't, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, worst act. Who? What about you? Tom Cruise, my least favorite. Okay. Um. Uh, Keanu Reeves. But that? I love Keanu Reeves yeah. as a person. He's right. so nice. He's just Hollywood nice guy. Um, uh, right, it's hard. Because most of the people in Hollywood, they have to have some level of talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe Noah Centineo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's boring. Yeah. Um, he's, <laughs> all the movies are just such a... <laughs> They just cast him in the same shit. I know. It's so funny. I'm like, uh, Kissing Booth. No, he's not in that. But He's not in Kissing Booth? No, he's in uh, To All the Girls I Loved Before. Right. Or All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. They made two of them. Yeah. I was like, we should oh, watch God. Kissing Booth on the podcast. And make they had it. two Kissing Booths. They we made a second both. one. I was like, why? Be I was so like, funny. how did the ending of that movie in any way set up a sequel? Like, how were the producers like, yeah, we need a second one? They're like, all right, that's a wrap, everybody. And they clap on set and they're like, we need to get back in the writer's room. <laughs> we, <laughs> we can pump three more. We need another one. <laughs> I, I don't think the full story was told in the first one. But they also cater to an audience that is not us. Yes. And there are people that fucking cream their jeans over Noah Centineo. Yeah. And I think, like, most of the bad actors I watch, uh, like, I forget about them. Yeah. Because they don't stand out my Because they're mind. forgettable. Exactly. And also, like, I don't remember their names because they're not, like, big names. Yeah. You know what I mean? My um, top three... Favorite actors? Yeah. Number one's always going to be Joaquin. I think Joaquin Phoenix can... Penis. Joaquin Penis can do literally anything. 
Yeah, um, next he's decapitating himself. Just gonna cut its head off. That'd be great. I'd yeah. watch it. It's his new movie. He's gonna play Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> Bonaparte. Bonaparte. Yeah, Bonaparte. Your bones apart. <laughs> Rip your fucking bones apart. <laughs> Napoleon. Napoleon. He's gonna kill it. It's gonna be like a. He's playing a villain again, like Gladiator. <laughs> he's playing Napoleon Dynamite. He's incredible. Number two right now is probably Jake Gyllenhaal. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, Jakey. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he's just fucking incredible. Prisoners, he blew me away. Nightcrawler blew me away. Enemy, he blew me. Okja blew me. <laughs> Give me a fat blow me. And then number three, uh, this got me my boy Shia LaBeouf. Shia. Love Shia LaBeouf. No actresses. You fucking bigot. I was well. My, you want me to do top three favorite actresses? A- actors, I think of them both. I don't think it's a uh, gender line. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My Any, my anyone can be an actor. Top three favorite actresses: Lupita Nyong'o, um, Emma Stone. I love Emma. And Margot Robbie. Love Margot. Love you, Margot. Love you, Margot. Watch this podcast, Marg. <laughs> hey, Marg. Margie. Miss Robbie. Shout out. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We're going to get some actors on here. That'd be great. We're going to get some actors on here. I said it once. I I said it twice. I'll say it again. Say it thrice. (laughs) Is that frithes? What is is for? Frithe. Yeah. It's just four times. Once, twice, Twice, thrice. thrice. Four times. (laughs) Four times the charm. (laughs) Like, we can't keep making little fucking phrases. Shut up. Shut up about thrice. How many times are you going to say it? Thrice is enough. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, check, check, mic. Yeah. Yeah, podcast, yeah. Podcast, flop, sweat, yeah. 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 Um, we were talking earlier. Uh, yeah, we were chit-chatting earlier. We were having some uh, chat shits, and... Uh, you are doing the chat, I was doing the chitting. Right, uh, as always. Um, t- yeah, typical. Um, Classic Devin. <laughs> and we are having what I think is a really important conversation um, about the social acceptance of weed. Um, were we? Yeah. Was that you? Wait, no, I thought that was... I was me alone in the shower talking about it. Oh, that was me on public transit. <laughs> Um, yes, we did. Yes. No. Because it's still frowned upon, especially from mm. older adults, because... I'm just imagining... Come on. That's your frown sound? Yeah. Mm. 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 Weed. Pot. <laughs> oh, marijuana. Yeah. Oh, you smoke the marijuana? It's so weird, because the, the older generation being exposed to... I'll use their lingo, and pot. Yeah. And they were shooting crack up their arms. Was, is, is so different than our exposure now. Shooting fucking crack up your arm. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother has, <laughs> has a funny cocaine story. But she was like 16. And she would, her and her sister would go to uh, New York, the city. Um, <laughs> the city. No, they would go to. Because yeah. um, they live like 30 minutes outside of New York City. They live in Connecticut. Shout out Connecticut. Um, and so she, she went to a nightclub and it was very common, like back in the seventies, it was very common 
to have like ecstasy. You could get ecstasy at the bar. You could say, hey, like I would like some ecstasy. It, like it, it was very common. That shit was passed around. Uh, one ecstasy, please. Uh, what's your ecstasy running at? I get a side of fries and just yeah, one ecstasy cheese is burger, fine. Ecstasy Should we get some ecstasy for the table? Hey guys, do you want? No, I think it's just gonna be one tab. <laughs> I'll bring that right out. <laughs> Everyone's just like tripping <laughs> balls, like. Ugh. Um, but she was like offered cocaine, and she's like, "Sure, yeah." And she did, like ripped a fat line in this like disco club, and she's like, "Wow, Jesus Christ!" And I was like, "Grandma," and she's like, <laughs> "Grammy, <laughs> Grammy." Um, her name is Laudes. Laudes. I can't remember my R's. Sounds like Laudes. We'll work on it. Yeah. Um, but people like country people from Virginia, they're like, uh, is Lourdes, Lourdes, <laughs> Lourdes. Is Lourdes here? Uh, we got a table for Lourdes. Did she smoke a lot of weed? No, no. She, and she went she's right to coke? heavily Republican. She she was like talking to my mom yesterday because she was painting on my hall the hallway yeah. in her house and she was like she's like you know uh, Corona's a hoax she's like it's it's she's like it's been inflated she's like it's they're telling lies and I was like oh no oh they're telling lies yes but not about COVID. Donald Trump is telling lies to protect because so what he does best right anyway I don't want to get into that because um, we're running on time <laughs> we're always running on time yeah what are we at yeah forty five. Okay, nice. Um, anyway, yeah, it was just a funny story. Because yeah. if you meet her, you met her. She was here. Yeah, she's great. Yes. She's so sweet. Yeah, right? Yeah. One and only cook experience, but I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> stay away from the fucking yeah, powder. Yeah, please, guys, don't gum it. Don't shoot it. But that's what we were saying. Like, Don't nose it. Like, <sighs> right. people can right. recreationally... right smoke weed and not ruin their life people can smoke weed every day and still live normal lifestyles some people can't some people it turns them into a vegetable monster and even they can't handle it but again that's what experimenting with drugs demon vegetable at an early age like nine no vegetable with arms yeah well i mean what age would you say is a a normal age to maybe start experimenting with your consciousness with drugs with like smoking weed not drugs but at least I guess, no that's a drug though yeah anything that alters that's a marijuana right. is a drug it's not a harmful drug yeah i mean Advil's a drug yeah anyway but um i, I would say like 16 yeah is i would that say too like young i would say like high school most kids start not i mean some kids start in middle school it's kind of crazy that's really crazy um i would say high school though like freshman year that's when most kids start. Yeah, sort of start getting yeah. into it. Because when you, but yeah, before you go into college, it's going to be around you all the time. Right. And if you've never smoked before, and it's so crazy how many adults do it. Like how? Yeah. Like it's so bizarre. Because before, when I was doing it, I was like, "Ooh, like nobody does this. Like except for kids. Like yeah, we're all like, oh my god, this is you know whatever." Because it was very taboo. It was very under the radar. Adults do it all the time. Your yes. next door neighbor, Lori. She's a 65-year-old woman, lives alone. Wonderful woman. Super liberal. Love she you, also, by the way, is going to be our first yeah, guest we're on gonna, the podcast. We're going to try to get her on. She's going to be very great. soon. She's yeah. so funny. We love her. Um, but it's, it's not a thing that should be looked at where like somebody who is a big weed head, stoner, whatever, should not... Weed head. That's my favorite term. <laughs> it should not 
be looked down on. Right. Because look at people who go to the bar every night. Yeah. And that and that's socially accepted. That's like, right. All right. Like yeah, he's just getting a drink. Like what's like, the big? Wh- why is it a thing where I- I'm could what? be underage drinking with my parents? Right. And that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, he's he's having a beer. Like he's he's you know he's almost old enough. Whatever. Like it's fine. Like you can have a, a beer in the house. But if I have you know, a joint or a blunt on the back porch, it's so, so frowned upon. Right. My mom, thank God, and I love you, mom. Uh, she's She's been fine with it for like almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And it's been great because I'm like, I can smoke outside on the back porch. I can have people over. It's been very nice. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's difficult because like having a little brother. Yeah. Y- you know. And you don't do it around right. him. You don't blow smoke right. in his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come here, Andre. No, but um, I-, I think like him being around it so much, I think because the reason why I wanted to do it so bad was because like I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom's like, don't do drugs. Don't do this. Like she made me like make a promise to her and shit. And it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so that like, mi- as soon as you tell a kid, no, they're going to want to do it even more. Right. It's just the psychology of it. And so like, me knowing i'm like why what's so bad about it like why can't i do it like what why can't i smoke um and you know doing it you're like oh my god like this is amazing like why would my mom hide this from me and like why is it so kept under wraps um why are we locking this away and not talking about it more and so i think like honor being exposed to it at a younger age because he's like 11 right now yeah and he's around weed you know, not that he's going to get into right, it anytime right, soon, right. but it but l- I, changes the stigma. Right, exactly. And I think he sees me and my friends do it, and he's like, mm, it's not for me. And he'll like make fun of me doing it, and he'll like, he's like, ew, you, like, you stink. Yeah. And he's like, you smell, you smell like a skunk, you know? <laughs> Cause it, but that's the thing. And, and like, you know, he's never seen me go crazy. Because like, you don't go crazy on it. You don't. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just me and my friends chilling, and we will mess around with Andre. Yeah, and it, it's funny sometimes because when we smoke, we use it for a more artistic outlet. We like to. It, I, it, I it use helps it to us chill. Use it to chill, out. and like I like to smoke after work. Sometimes it's just like alcohol. It's a social lubricant, right. like we've said earlier. It's social lube, and um, <laughs> it's it's a hot bottle of KY social lube. Yep. Not that you can't sit around a table and just right. Be sober and, chat. and and not smoke and enjoy the conversation. And have but a nice little. If it helps and doesn't ruin your life, yeah. and doesn't drain your bank account, which is another yes. big issue. And, and spend your to money all the wisely. dealers out there, guys. Think about lowering your rates. Yeah, come on, come on. Like we're trying to have a good time. I'm not fucking Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not rolling in cash money. Right. Give me some pot. It's weed. It's not some exotic plant from some <laughs> lab yeah. that you confiscated this this plant doesn't cure cancer yo this that exotic shit no yeah. it's not this straight from cali bro <laughs> i know you got it from here <laughs> come on come on <laughs> but if if we can use it and don't play with me and use it responsibly to whether help us write whether we want to write stand-up comedy whether or we're yeah first responders yeah <laughs> whether we're who knows what we're gonna yeah. be doing you know so yeah 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 then why not use it responsibly and if we're using it responsibly why not use it irresponsibly why look at it as a bad thing why not spark a j and a dmv and it brings people together it's literally (laughs) together together that's how i used to remember how to spell together 
was like, how do I spell it? To get her. To get her. (laughs) (laughs) To go get her. It's good. To get her. Anyway. Anyways. Um, But yeah, no, no, no. It's just crazy because it's like your parents grew up in the 70s and weed was so demonized. It was yeah. it was very racially demonized, you know. They made a ton of films that came out in the early like 50s. Um and it was like don't let your kids smoke weed because yeah. black people do it. And you know, black look at all the crime that they commit That's and look at horrible, right? And uh I mean even right now still uh it, the amount of white and black people who smoke weed is Pretty much the same. Yeah. It's equal, pretty much. I'm sure that there are statistics that would show, you know, right. one race smoking more than another. Which is but pretty I, much every, everyone all... Do, like can everyone you believe do, those statistics? No, statistics? no. Like, At, like, I am not going to be convinced that more black people smoke weed than white and people. And black people get incarcerated for, for way more, possession charges. Over 60% more than white people. Exactly. The amount of people that are, are still in prison for small uh, marijuana possession charges right, right. compared to the amount of small misdemeanor crimes right the like, amount of people that the amount of white people that own right weed dispensaries like we, an apple the amount, store the amount of times we've been caught with weed and they just let us go if we were any other race if that doesn't been, scream white privilege right. i don't, I don't know, know what does yeah it would have been game fucking over like if if i had been yeah all right you boys like just be smarter than this, yeah, and yeah. you. Uh, I'll let you on your Learn way. Learn your but, uh, lesson, yeah. Yeah. Like, give me the weed. If I were black, it would have been, all right, get on the fucking ground. Exactly. Like, get the fuck out of the car. It's fucking horrible. It is. It's disgusting. Um, and just how, like, it's a plant. And if everyone's using it, why are we targeting one group of people for using it? And, it, and if it is that bad, why are we not incarcerating everybody for it? Because it's not bad. And it's like we have this, you know, uh, racial systemic uh, and prejudice yeah. against it, you know. And, and a lot of the people, like definitely during the early 50s, we learned that hemp is a wonder plant. Right. It, it, it's twice as durable as plywood. Uh, it grows way faster than trees. If you have a whole hemp farm, imagine the amount of trees you would save deforestation will be down so much dozens uh, also like also uh, hemp that's what was putting the paper company out of business in the early 50s hemp paper yeah yeah, hemp paper and it's so much saving cheaper. the plastic industry yes, it's yep. so much cheaper to produce um and so that's why a lot of big you know newspapers were in the 50s demonizing weed like the washington post like the new york times like all these big you know, newspaper companies because they were losing business because they use primarily paper and yeah. hemp was, you know, threatening that. And so, of course, they're going to use their power of persuasion because they control what people hear. They control what people see. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it's just a disgusting abuse of that power, like pretty much like what Peter Scalar did. You know, it's mm-hmm. like con- manipulating the population. Right. And we're just working on right. changing the stigma. And I right. think. And in we will. 20, 30 years, kids who are young now, when they're adults, they're not going to look at it like how right. adults now look right. at it. I mean, that's right. obvious, but it, and no, and I think the future of drugs is it's getting, it, there's a bright future for it. Yeah. And not just recreational drugs, but, um, the war on drugs, drugs winning. Yeah. <laughs> drugs are winning. You can't yeah. have a war on drugs. Um, and it costed us trillions of dollars. Not to ignore the amount of, 
no, but you heroin epidemics that right. that pop up all over the place and the amount of people that but still locking deal up with heroin that. addicts and dumping trillions of dollars into chasing down people in Mexico and chasing down you know the dealers and yeah. the suppliers of it that that is not changing anything we're fighting the problem right the wrong way it and is if you clean it, it, it's if you get the users clean then there will be less of a demand for it right. which will then in turn put those suppliers out of business i mean we could go into it for so long yeah and we it, could it we goes could. into the you know issue on on homelessness and right. how the amount of homeless right. people that are or addicted th- to heroin yes. don't go into homeless shelters because these homeless shelters don't allow you to shoot up so they stay on the street so that they can get high have you heard of safe injection sites no so the these are basically facilities that allow people with problems like that homeless people to come they get clean needles they uh basically administer the heroin for them make sure that they're doing it properly and safely because for example a lot of places in new york philadelphia big heroin cities are trying this out and they've noticed that uh, over a year period, and just in a few places in New York, I believe Queens and Brooklyn, they were doing it. And the study came back; they saved ten million dollars in healthcare. Wow. Uh, because imagine this: imagine the amount of people ODing on it and having to come in, and then you have to resuscitate them in the hospital. They these homeless people can't afford the hospital bill. Also, the amount of people who get AIDS from it because they're do, using dirty needles and they're sharing the needles, like it is so much cheaper to. Because they're always, they're going to keep doing, even if they OD, even if they get AIDS, they're still going to continue to do that. And if you give them a safe place, give them safe, clean needles, and you, uh, you know. That's interesting. Yes, it is bad. And yes, maybe that's morally wrong. But there are on-site therapists at the safe injection sites. There are on-site doctors who are trained. They have information about getting clean. They they have. It's uh, people that listen to experts and right, statistics. Right. Yeah. And, and they're, they're seeing that when people come into the safe injection sites, they're more likely to discuss why they do it. They're more likely to uh, find a route to get help mm-hmm. for it because, you know, they're getting information on it. And when you are less informed about what you're doing to your body, you're not going to really care because it's like, oh, fuck it. I just want to get high. Yeah. You know? So and that's probably it helps them get to the root of of their problem. Right. And right, when you right. find the root of your problem, you that's can, yes. And you can get them into a rehab facility. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm I'm all for safe injection sites. And I think there needs to be a few more. You know, there obviously there's still extensive studies that need to be done on it. But mm. I believe there is a bright future for that as well. And I, I think it looks very promising, at least in the places where they've done it, like New York and, and that's yeah, that's a very interesting point. I, I know Los Angeles is you know they're starting especially a lot i mean they're so progressive yeah um so it's great yeah yeah but um yeah so where do you think we're gonna be in like 10 years i mean me and you devin gatto and keegan manning like i hope to be in another country which country i don't know anywhere yeah yeah um Secret treasures. That's the name of your slippers. Is that what it says? Yeah. These are beautiful. Where'd you get these? These are gorgeous. May I? Yeah. May I? Yeah. Perfect. Just for uh, our our YouTube viewers, these are. Wow. <sighs> Dude, who's your cobbler? Yeah, I. Who? Who's I run stitch? marathons in these things. <laughs> 
I'm booking like 24 miles maybe in these. No, my dad, I think my mom got them for my dad as a joke. <laughs> and I, he put them on like the stairs to the attic. because he he's frames not gonna, them. Yeah. So I was like, let me cop these. Let me cop these. These shits are fresh. Right? How could you not want these? Fucking Ken. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean Sorry, to. Sorry, Ken. No, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I'm just. I don't even know if these are his. They're great slippers. It's hard to find a quality pair of Kenton unicorn slippers. I know, you stuff moccasins. Water moccasins? No. <laughs> you used to have a twin set of water moccasins. I didn't, I didn't mean to get a soft topic with my no, slippers. No, no, no. It was no. a big distraction. Yeah, it is. Thanks. Where do you think we'll be in 10 years? I have no idea. What, Maybe dead. Uh, like, in 10 years, it's safe to say we'll have kids. You think you'll have kids in your 20s? You think you'll be married? Mm, uh, I don't know. I want to be. I want to have kids in my 30s. I want to have yeah. kids later in life. I want my 20s to be... Uh, I just feel like, hopefully, I'll be so engrossed in my career. Yeah. And I don't want to have kids during that. Because, I, I, you know, I, the thing about kids is, like, you need so much time. So time-consuming. What do you hope to achieve in the... In 10 years? Yeah, what do, you, what, what do you hope to have solidified in your life? I would like to have at least one comedy special. Okay. I would like to have at least one feature film. Nice. I would like to be in at least one Broadway show. And uh, maybe I, I would like to... I'm not too set on a house. I'm not too set on like anything like that, but more creative, yeah. yeah. I would like the podcast to be in a, at a good, stable position. Yeah, I hope to God yes. we're still doing this thing in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, 10 years. <sighs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would love to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. I want to see a lot of things. There's still a lot of things I want to do. Um, maybe meet a, a nice gal. That'd be nice. I can't wait to see. Pop a ring on her finger. Who you end up being with. She's going to be quite an interesting gal. J-Law. Are you going for Jennifer Lawrence? No, I would never. She'd like you. She would be my best man. My best man is going to be Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not dead in 10 years. Then right, I won't get married. If, yeah, me neither. Fuck yeah. it. He was going to uh, annul my marriage. But whatever. And he was going to marry me. He was going to be my priest. I hope to have, like, stability. Good. Yeah. That's it? And happiness. Nice. And money. Look at you. And power. And a fuck ton of money. <sighs> and piles of gold bars. Yeah. <laughs> and a private jet and a treasure chest where I can fuck hot babes on it all night and spread my semen on the seats Jesus on the hot leather seats my private jet my god fly around do barrel rolls I want to be in the mile high club I want my own champagne company <laughs> that'd be kind of cool that would be cool I yeah. want to own a comedy club god give it up Keegan put it to rest Give up on your dreams, Keegan. You tried. You. The economy's failing. Nobody wants comedy. Nobody thinks it's funny anymore. God, I, uh, what if comedy goes out of business? It never will. <laughs> and that's where we end the show now. But um, yeah, yeah. God, fuck. That'll be a dark day in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But comedy will always be a thing. Comedy will always be a thing. Yeah. And we'll take on new forms of comedy. I mean, look at the comedy that was inspired by Hitler. One of the darkest men. 
Hitler, one of the greatest stand-up comics to ever live. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a uh, force to be reckoned with on the stage. He was a whirling dervish. Never did a set that wasn't killer. <laughs> he blew my fucking socks off. Yeah. And then he put them back on. I mean, he killed. <laughs> he really killed. And he got people to kill. <laughs> he he I mean, knew how to turn a crowd and just flip it on their heads. I mean, people took trains to see him. People took so bad. planes to see him. How do we get into Holocaust jokes from this? I don't think we made any Holocaust jokes. Not about the... We made Hitler jokes who started the Holocaust. Yeah. But don't overstep the line, Keegan. Because we're on air. And people are listening. And we're not going to edit any of this. Isn't it? Isn't there a rule like ten years after the fact, you can like make jokes about it, or like twenty years after yeah, the fact? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So nine eleven jokes should be rolling out right now. Yeah, like hot on. on the train. Hear them. Let's hear them, guys. Send Jesus, them in. it's been fucking ten years. Next year, like we haven't forgotten, but like <laughs> gone but never forgotten. So yeah. like, did you hear the thing where Trump was saying like Obama got? like hired an actor wait did you hear this so he was saying i was uh this was on like uh, i heard it on npr c-span a few other channels like everybody was talking about it yeah but trump said in a statement that he believed the obama administration hired an actor and got seal team six to kill them and then pass it off as osama bin laden's body and like they never actually caught osama bin laden that's a Big claim I was from like, the leader of the yeah, free I was nation. Like, How in the? I was like, no. But what if, <sighs> dude? What if? What if Osama's still out there, and he's streaming on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> he's pissed that Trump said that. Yeah. He gets, Fuck, he's on me. <laughs> Shit. Um, changes his identity. He's a genius. How do you know? This guy said genius. Of course, I. Of course, he's president. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. Osama's dead. He's long dead. Yeah. Long gone. Didn't we try to like find his body in the ocean? Or I we, thought we dumped his body in the ocean. We did, yeah. Has anyone gone to retrieve it? That's so disrespectful. No. no but you know what else was disrespectful? 9-11. Yeah. So rude. Just taking our planes and doing what he wants with them. Ugh. Flying in unrestricted airspace. Yeah. Jesus, what an asshole. I bet TSA was going nuts. What about, he's such a, and excuse my language, but he's a douche. And I'm sorry to everyone who likes him, but. <laughs> but he's a douche, I'm he's sorry. A, he's a douche canoe. <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking dick. What oh. do you want me to say? What do you want me to say about Bin Laden? Mm. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's pretty mean. Yeah, he was really mean. <laughs> Great lover, though. Like, boy, could he fuck. He worked hard and he fucked hard. God. <laughs> he, he, was a, he was a student under Gandhi's uh, teachings. Little really? No, little known fact. Hmm. That's why it's little known. So controversial. I know. Yeah. It is very controversial. People don't want to accept it, but. But he is. <laughs> I guess he found something in Gandhi's words and it really sparked him up. He's like. Fuck it, let's attack America. Got his balls tingling, and... I gotta feel this tingle in my balls. Let's do it, I man. I got an idea. <laughs> I got a fucking crazy plan. 
Mm. Osama, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm starting a group. <laughs> We're going to call ourselves the Taliban. <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> Captain of the Taliban. <laughs> I'm holding auditions. <laughs> if you guys want to come, it's going to be from 8 to 10. Uh, Only requirement is you have to hate America. <laughs> and love bitches. <laughs> and love fucking. <laughs> and love pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Staples flyers everywhere. Yeah. Osama. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> so, uh, I got your flyer. I really like what you're saying. I Is love this the pussy. Taliban audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come in. Rent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're holding it right now. Come on. You're not too late. <laughs> so, why do you think you'd be good in the Taliban? Because I want to die. Uh, perfect. No, he's in. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> All right. And uh, do you have any credentials? Maybe some background. Any flying experience? <laughs> uh, so we're primarily looking for pilots. <laughs> so it's going to be a one-day shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we can start you off at 12.50 an hour. Um, and we're just going to be pretty much running through the basics. Uh, oh, that's horrible. So bad. We're awful people. <laughs> We're gonna burn in hell with Osama. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to heaven. Osama. And God's gonna be like, up, 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 up. I uh, watched your fourth episode of Flop Sweat, and uh, you guys <laughs> made some jokes that I didn't really appreciate. Lucifer showed me. <laughs> got an email from Lucifer actually. Uh, uh, I got a hot email in my inbox from Luce, and <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I'm not happy. I'm pissed. So boys, come with me. We gotta we gotta have a talk. Can you sit down real quick? <laughs> what if that was when you get to the pearly gates? Yeah, like. God's like a principal. It makes you feel. He's like, yeah. Can I grab him for a sec? Yeah, yeah. You can get. Yeah, bring your backpack. Is he in the hall? Okay. Yeah. No. Let me get. Rid- <laughs> can I talk to you for a second? Cool. Hey, hey. you want to step in my office? Hey, Mr. Jones. Can I? Uh, can I still kick in for you? <laughs> can I still kick in from you for a sec? Yeah. Cool. Miss Smith, can you shut the door behind us? Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can bring your backpack. <laughs> no, it's gonna be real quick. Just bring your stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're going to hell. Um. <laughs> so listen, it's hell. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to cut to the chase. You're going to hell. Uh, you didn't pass my tests. Listen, you barely prayed. We flipped to the transcripts. We, we know what you did. And you, went, you didn't even try. You didn't give a damn. Look at your test scores. I feel like all the popes are in heaven, like, behind God when he's telling people, like, you can't come in. And they're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> we fucking made it. <laughs> we fucking did it. And we fuck little boys. Oh. Uh, but it's true. They do. They do. They diddle. They diddle dally. <laughs> they diddle dally all over their little diddle dicks. <laughs> they... All over their Boy Scout ass. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Have you seen Doubt? Mm-mm. Philip Seymour. Oh, yeah. man. He plays a, uh, pre- a Catholic priest. And he diddles? And he diddles. Oof. He plays the fiddle and he diddles. <laughs> oh, he plays the fiddle all right. <laughs> but he can diddle some boys. Oh, Jesus. So oh, gross. No. It, it was, it's a great movie, though. I think... Literally everyone in that movie got nominated for an Oscar. It's, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, Meryl Streep, Amy Adams. Wow. And Viola Davis. Wow. I know. It's a killer cast. Wow. 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 Wally. 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 Devin, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure? Uh, like, what's something where you're like, okay, like, yes, like, I, like, love watching, like, I love doing this, like. I don't know. 
I don't want, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure, but it's more like I'll, I'll occasionally like, it's just kind of a secret. I'm not like, oh yes, I love doing it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I just do it. I'll eat my boogers. <laughs> like <laughs> not often, not all the time. It's not, protein. It's yeah, gross. Yeah. But... but like if there's a fat fucking booger and I, and I claw that baby out of my bat cave, you bet your ass it's going to do all that work digging for gold when you're just going to flick it. Yeah. You're just going to wipe it. Nah, <sighs> it's going right in my pie hole. Yum, 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 yum. It's going to get stuck in my gums. Going right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, um, yeah, that, uh, also, another, I don't know, guilty pleasure. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure, but I've always wanted to like, you know, when you're a little kid and he's all like poop in the toilet, <laughs> it always looked like Play-Doh to me. And I'm like, oh, no, I was don't. like. I never touched, I've never touched poop before, ever. Like, I've never, poop grosses me out. But never, I've always been like, You've never is, got poop on your finger accidentally while wiping? Ew, no. I like, make sure, I take the toilet paper and I fold it so that way it's like, to <laughs> Fold it around your hand like a mummy, <laughs> just fist your ass. <laughs> I want a bodet so that way I don't even have to wipe my butt anymore. Yeah. But I've always wondered what like, I want to like, oh, is poop like, does it, what, is, what does it feel like? Yeah. Yeah. It probably feels the way I expect it. It probably feels gross. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. mush into it with your right. hands and be like, <gasps> you're going to be like, oh, oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, I would fuck. Uh, Ew. Have you seen those porn videos just... where it's like people no. rubbing shit all over themselves? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> That's so disgusting. How you many listeners just... right now are, I have to just turn this off? Cause yeah. <laughs> Osama bin Laden, Hitler. Odell Beckham Jr. <gasps> yes. Yes, we were talking about that. He loves poop. Like, it, it turns him on. Big poop guy. <laughs> Is he... <laughs> he plays for the Browns. <laughs> uh, yeah, he loves shit. And does he uh, love shitting on... He loves girls shitting on him. And, like, getting and shit you know, on. you know what that's called? What? A Cleveland steamer. Oh, yeah. And he plays for the Cleveland Browns. A hot... Cleveland Brown steamer. It almost makes too much sense. It does. It's almost a little too on the nose. Yeah. But um I know. I'm like, Odell. Is that it's, why is that not a bigger story? Right. Why isn't that not like His yes, I know, I know COVID is yeah, but that should be like a fucking New York Times headline. Odell Beckham Jr. loves getting shit on. Big poop guy. <laughs> OBJ. <laughs> OBJ loves... Take him off your fantasy roster because... <laughs> loves hot logs. <laughs> loves some hot Lincoln logs on his chest. <laughs> loves... <laughs> loves getting those hot snakes. Ew, ew, ew. A cow disc. If you've got the runs, you're ten times more attractive. <laughs> in his eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Guilty pleasures? I Mine? Know. I was going to say, like, I love watching Fortnite videos. Okay, yeah. Which is yeah. Oh, super stupid. Like, yeah. I used to be really into playing Fortnite. I never played anymore because right. I suck. But, like, for some reason, I still follow, like, See, streamer I don't feel guilty beef. about. I don't feel guilty about that. It's not like, oh, guilty. Like, but, I mean. It's not something I hide from people. No. I hide my boogers from people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say I eat, like, a graham cracker cereal, which some people think is weird and yeah. gross. Um, I don't think about it. It's mushy, mushy. Another guilty. I, I I like lying to people sometimes. Yeah, 
Like that's I, a really toxic habit. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's like I like lying to strangers and like oh, okay. white lies. It's just like, how was your day? And <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like, I just won like a ton of money. Like I'm doing fucking great. Oh, yeah. And it's just like something that I like doing. Is that um, a white lie? What's a white lie? A white, it's just a little lie. It's not like it's not like anything that would like change the course of someone's life or like give them PTSD. I feel like that's a harmless lie because you're doing that for like a comedic right, purpose. Like right. you're just doing a bit of like the stranger doesn't need to know what I'm really right, like. So right. I can be like, yeah, you know, I used yeah. to uh, like I, you know, I used to be a millionaire, but right. I blew all my money in Vegas. <laughs> like, how's your day? And they're like, I just put my horse down. So yeah. <laughs> It's not good. They're like, oh my god. I had to go to the stables and, uh... <laughs> I had to shoot him in the mouth. I had to take my 12-gauge and <laughs> pump around into his fucking mouth. <laughs> but I'm doing all right, and, uh... But, uh, here's your food. <laughs> yeah. The waiter. Here's your steak, <laughs> asshole. Here's your horse meat that you ordered. <laughs> here's your horse dogs. Yeah. yeah, um... So, yeah, li- I, just, like, little lies like that. It's kind of like my guilty pleasure because I'm like, ha, 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 like they don't know. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter because like nobody yeah. will know. Yeah. So boogers and lying. Boogers and lying. For me, it's Fortnite and Graham Fortnite. Cracker cereal. So like if people found out that you like streams and like watching that, you'd be like, oh, like oh my God, like, like shut, shut out, the like, fuck up. <laughs> it's not me. Who told you that? <laughs> Where'd you get your information? No, but yeah, I'll watch like 20 minute clips of like 14 year olds like yelling at each other playing Fortnite. i'm like like i don't know why i'm so entertained by it i guess another guilty pleasure of mine that i don't like sharing i love watching tech reviews like every time a new phone comes out i love watching videos on it such a geek i know and every time a new laptop i love watching because i just want to know everything about it and i'm like oh like my guilty pleasure is i just love knowledge and i love <laughs> i love learning. reading i love yeah learning and reading and uh <laughs> and coming in my books <laughs> Coming in your books? I don't come in my books. Have you seen uh, The Squid and the Whale? No. Jesse Eisenberg is in that. Mm-mm. It's Noah Bombatch, but there's a scene where he like jerks off in his pants, and they, his hand is like covered in cum, and he like wipes it all over these books and on his Ew. dad's like bookcase. And I was like, what the we fuck? We could have done the whole podcast and not talked about that. It's a great scene, though. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's just, it's powerful. And I'd be fine if my mom doesn't listen to this podcast about I'm us. I'm sorry, Mary. Mushing poop and... Cum. Yeah. Wiping cum. Yeah. Yeah. Hot, steamy loads cum. of semen. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to have a very interesting group of... Pumping out... Of listeners. Pumping out globs of semen. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> That's enough. All right. Um, yeah. No, no, no. But... um. Those are just some guilty pleasures. Yeah. Come and poop. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people with guilty pleasures. Yeah. Also, a go- when you have a good poop, oh my God. Oh my God. Brightens your day. I'm like, You're like, I just lost three pounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't even need to work when out. You've been holding a poop for like two hours. Holy shit. Two weeks, even? <laughs> two months. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I feel like your bowels would explode <laughs> if you don't poop for two months. That was on, um, have you seen the amazing Burt Wonderstone? No. <laughs> Steve Carell and Jim Carrey, it's a movie, they play magicians, and Steve Carell, he's this, <laughs> like, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> he's 
<laughs> Jim Carrey is like a Chris Angel type ma- magician. He's like a street magician. Yeah. And Steve Carell is like this big, like, you know, uh, David Blaine. Or not that, I mean, like a big uh, David Copperfield type. Like, he does all the big venues and like all that stuff. And um, they get into a competition where like, who can do the craziest magic tricks, basically. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I think Jim Carrey's character, he like held his poop for like <laughs> like three weeks or something. And he was locked in this box like and it was him like it was so funny, though. You just had to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Um, it's hilarious. You, sh- you know, we should watch that movie. It's so yeah, we funny. Should. Speaking of poop and potty, I think that this has been a rock and potty. Yeah. 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 This has been a solid potty. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're right at the, the dead off. Cool. Dead off, cut off. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, we got a little bit graphic yeah, there. Yeah, sorry uh, for... We talked about what's important to us. Right. Yeah. And we discussed the things that nobody else is talking about. Yeah, we, got, no, we got our hands dirty, and we plunged it into the filth for mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. Because we're your dark knight. Right. And we're not afraid to take the heat for the city. And we'll say what the media won't say. And we'll say what Gotham is hiding. <laughs> Which is the truth. Justice. Oh, yeah, truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, justice. <laughs> and Harvey Dent. Yeah. And Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. I took Harvey Dent. But, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Great. This has been our, uh, doing this with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> Let's get up. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, this has been the, uh, the Flop Sweat podcast. I'm, Devin Gatto. And I'm Kiga Manning. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Good night, y'all. <laughs> good night, Vietnam. Or good night, morning. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And thanks again once for listening. And we love you. Yeah. And we'll fucking see you next week. Yeah. And I'd kiss you if I knew you were listening because that's how much I appreciate it. And I'm going to plant my lips on the screen. Yeah. All right. We're done. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye.